Welcome to the Watchers of Movies. My name is Lauren. I'm Samantha. And tonight we're going to talk about episodes four through six of I Am the Night, the miniseries from TNT. All right, you ready to talk about this disaster of a t- I'm ready <laughs> to be done with it. <laughs> I'm so... Oh, God. I'm, I'm so glad that this is almost done because I did not like the show. The show was so boring. It was. It was horrible. And I have a bunch of notes, which is what I'm looking for right now. But all Um, that aside, I thought Chris Pine's performance was really awesome. I thought his performance was awesome. He was the best. And he, it was worth more than the show. Like, his performance should be plucked out and put into a show that's better because he deserves a better show to be on. I know. Like, when are they going to show us something that's about the Black Dahlia that's actually good? <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm sure that there's other stuff, but... I don't know. Um, but, so, I was just thinking about this, but did you know that the guy who played um, the dude in Chinatown who, like, had sex with his daughter was John Houston, who also apparently had raped Tamar at some oh, point. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, fun fact. Interesting. <laughs> like, fucked up family. And as we were talking about earlier, George Hodel has officially replaced my favorite serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes, as my new favorite serial killer. So, even though we talked we about how I didn't think he was him. a serial killer. <laughs> Let's not. I feel like it would be very gruesome. <laughs> He should be your favorite, uh, your favorite got away with it serial yeah, killer. Yeah, Oh, no, I guess H.H. H. Holmes, or H.H. H. Holmes didn't get away with it. I was like, H.H. H. Holmes did, but I'm like, well, no. I mean, no, he didn't. He was, he got hanged for his... He did? Yeah, he did, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, he got hanged when he was in his 30s. He was oh. like in his, either like his so, early 40s or early gonna... 30s. If you're going to do crimes, do them in old age. <laughs> or, first. yeah, do them in old age, or but just be born women. in a time when <laughs> DNA wasn't a thing. Yeah. Oh, H.H. H. Holmes was born in a time yeah. when DNA wasn't a thing. Don't murder people. Don't, just don't, don't murder people. Don't be cruel to women. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like bank robberies and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to commit crimes, crimes, victimless crimes. I guess that's not crimes. victimless because people's money gets... Just no, no, no. Actually, bank robberies are victimless crimes because everything is um, insured. insured. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But just so. do it later in life so you yep. can still live and be young and yeah. fall in love and have a family and yeah. then do some crimes. Yeah, exactly. You'll and be and everyone will be like, though. they're so old. How yeah. could they rob a bank? <laughs> yeah, I'm old. That's I've you, never robbed a bank that's before. That's what you say in the, um, when you're on the... the Stand. Yeah. I me. All I do is eat moon pies. <laughs> moon pies. Yeah. I love my eggs sunny side up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've heard so many old people saying that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just like every time I, I was just up, making... no, Every time I saw my grandma, I was like, Grandma, I know you like, I'm not even making you eggs. And she was just like, Shunny, shut it up. I thought you were scared. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like so excited. I was like, I got it right. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll get over it. 
All right, let's talk about this horrible TV show. So episode four, I did not like. I liked it better than the rest of the series. Ugh, it was boring. <laughs> but then, like... Wait, is that the one where Sep attacks her? Yes. Okay. So, let's just start by saying India Isley, who plays Fauna Hotel, is not right for the role. No. She's very boring. I think she I is very pretty, and I think... In the right scenario, she's a good actress. I just think this story was so slow, and I don't know if she portrayed her character very well, because from what I gathered, but just based on the show, not based on anything I know about the Hodels, just based on the show, she didn't... I mean, she kind of had a sheltered existence. I mean, she saw, like, racial segregation and probably some violence in that regard where she lived in Nevada with Jimmy Lee. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, like her eyes were opened that the world is violent, I'm sure. <clears throat> but I, she lived kind of, she, it was just her and her mom, her and Jimmy Lee. Mm -hmm. You know, she went to school. She had friends. She was a normal young girl. She worked in a hospital that was run by nuns. Nothing in her life seemed like it would like toughen her. Yeah. And they had that scene at the happening where Chris Pine brutally... I mean, okay, so she gets attacked by Sep. Right. And Chris Pine brutally murders him in self-defense, sort of. But she was just, like, unfazed. She took action. She was like, we gotta clean off the murder weapon. We gotta dispose the body. I know a place where we can dispose the body. And I thought, where did this woman come from? Because she's supposed to be a 16-year-old girl, basically from, like, Podunk, Nevada. Right. And I didn't think, and and she was so weird and, like, monotone and methodical about it. Well, she, like, it's like, she seemed like she almost got over it right away. Like, she was like, oh, I just got attacked and almost murdered, but, you know, like, I'm fine now. Yeah. And I, I was, I, and so I actually, I looked watched, up some stuff about oh, okay. shock and psychological well, shock. Go on. Go on. I can't talk. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> No, I want to get to that. I'm just, like, she, like, Chris Pine murdered him with a wrench. Yeah. And Chris Pine... It was like a sharpened wrench. Yeah. And was Chris weird. Pine was like, let's just leave the body. And she watched a relative stranger. Like, he's pretty much a stranger. They had one interaction before well, this. Well, and not only that, but when she saw him at the happening, she, like, ran she the ran other way. She ran away from him, yeah. So... He's not even aware that she's there, as far as we know, mm -hmm. as far as the audience knows. But he somehow knew to attack her, attack Sep at the right moment. Yeah, that in he like was a weird basement like, area. What was he gonna like, like slit her throat or I something, don't know or stab exactly her, or whatever? What he was doing, but he was probably gonna kill her. I'm oh yeah, certain. Well, he he did say, um, he did say beforehand that he was sick of like George not letting him like do the work or whatever. Yeah. So he was gonna do his own work, which Artistic, was fauna, like, yeah. right. And um and then he had that like creepy mask or whatever, which is kind of weird because it was one of the masks that the girls were wearing and I saw I noticed that, that second episode or whatever. Yeah. So like what they've had these masks lying around for like twenty years or I something? Assume, I assume like, they have a whole room full of creepy stuff. Yeah, it's I don't know. But she wasn't even afraid of Chris Pine. Like I know she I know she was probably grateful to him because he saved her. 
But at the same time, she didn't show, like, fear or trepidation towards him. She was just like, let's work together. We, we, we got to take care of this body now. And then they go back to his place, and she's like, I know where tomorrow is. Let's go to Hawaii. And I thought, you don't have any fear of this man who you don't really know murdering another man right in front of you? I know. And, okay, so when, when Jay murdered Sep... Um, I actually thought that he was biting, like, on the side Me of his Me too! Neck. I thought he was, like, You Mike did Tyson. too! No, I like, and I thought I... ear off, like, Mike Tyson Yeah, that's what something. I thought, too, like, or yeah. something, and I was like, is he biting him? I thought the same thing. And I heard, like, a noise, mm-hmm. and so I thought that's what like I heard. Like, a fleshy noise. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was, like, him stabbing him, because he was at such a weird angle, or the way yeah. that it was filmed was such a weird like, angle. I thought they were or something. They're, like, making out. He's making out with the Russian. Did you see how I was, like, I texted you, and I was like, oh, Sep is Russian. I'm so done because of like Stranger Things, you know. Like I was just like, I'm so tired of all the Russians. Russians no, Russians are great. They're I'm sure they're great people, but I'm tired of Russian villains because it's ridiculous, over the top, and it's like, oh my god, be creative. They could have. I villains. mean, why didn't they just make him like Ukrainian or yeah, Latvian or, or something? If like, they wanted him to be like maybe Italian, he, he looked Italian. I was thinking maybe the actor can't do any accent, but like <laughs> Slavic. So maybe he maybe. But like, I think he had an American accent. I'm just, I'm just making. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I did look up the symptoms of psychological shock. Oh good. Um, the hallmark symptom of shock is a surge of adrenaline. Uh, you may feel jittery or physically ill, like you're going to vomit or have diarrhea. Your mind will feel likely very foggy or like you can't think straight. You may feel out of body. Your chest may feel tight. You may feel a disconnection from what's happening, like you're watching a movie of events unfolding rather than actually being there. You may feel intense anger and want to scream or yell. Uh, you may feel like you want to run. So... Out of all of these symptoms, which I feel like you would at least feel a couple of them, um, she really only had the disconnection from what's happening, kind yeah, of. And even that, that, she really didn't have that, you know? Right. Um, it was like... She was, she, it was like she Well, and a surge of adrenaline, too. I guess. But, I mean, it was almost as if she's killed, like, 15 other people, and she took... Like, <laughs> Jay is a grown man who's been she in She really war. is a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe that's the message. Maybe we missed it completely. Remember that one time we were watching that terrible Christmas movie? Hey, excuse me. <laughs> terrible. I bought that movie. Let me. We were watching that, I found like, it made... at Barnes & Noble for five bucks. Oh my gosh. We were watching this made-for-TV Christmas movie, and there's a it's shot. called The Kiss for Christmas. The Christmas Kiss? The Christmas Kiss. Sorry, it's a, a Christmas kiss. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, um... There was this shot of a, a wreath, like a public wreath, and half the lights were burned out. And I said something like, oh, maybe that's symbolic that, like, they're only living half their lives right now because they haven't found each other. And Lauren gets this, like, light in her eyes, and she goes, oh, my gosh. And I said, Lauren, stop this right now. Do not look deeper into a Christmas kiss. I'm just joking. She was like, Lord, do not look meaning for look at meaning for look for meaning in this. Uh, it was it's a terrible great. I didn't like the movie that much, but I loved it. I watch it every Christmas except for last year, but last year was just a shitty year. Anyway. So maybe we, maybe 
too busy not looking for symbolism in something terrible that I miss the symbolism that she's a hotel and it's she's in her blood. A, yeah. I mean, and especially if George is her father, then yeah. she's definitely got some psychological issues because that, is, that ain't right. Like, you get a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, we've been over and over again about Charles II of Spain, so. Yeah. <laughs> the Habsburg jaw. Oh, he's She's a got mess. the Hodel murder instinct. She does, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, her, the whole thing was so weird. She's just like, oh, we have to get rid of the body. And I was kind of like, just leave him there. Like, I mean, what's really going to happen? Like, take the weapon with you. Leave him yeah. there. Nothing's going to happen. Really. Well, I mean, somebody's going to find the body. Well, I mean, they're going to do an and investigation. She but was I, a... The two people, like the two drunk people came down and they were like, hey, Fauna, is that guy passed out? And, they had no which idea. Which pretty cliche, like, oh, oh, dead guy passed out at a party. Well, and did you notice that was the girl, that, that was the lady that was talking to her and then yeah. the guy that came up to her and she's like, let me know in like five more drinks or three more drinks or whatever and then like they'll hook up or, and then they did, I guess, so. Yeah. But they she, came she across a murder. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize it was a murder. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I really felt like India Isley's performance was very much lacking, and I felt like that through the entire series. I did too. It was just like, Ugh. she didn't emote enough, and it was like no. what you said, like she, like, it was like and she part was... of it's the writing. She didn't ask the right questions. It's just, yeah. I don't know. She didn't, I didn't feel a lot of connection with her. Mm -mm. And I still didn't, even after all that time, I just, I didn't really care, you know? For somebody so savvy about how to, like, cover up a murder, she's not very savvy about keeping herself secret, keeping herself safe, asking the right questions. And, I like, I wanted to see some scenes of her in a library on a microfiche looking at old articles about George yeah. Hotel. Digging into things, but instead she just, like, went places, guns blazing. She did. Like, she went to the happening, and she was like, do you know Tamar Hodel? My grandfather is, my grandmother is Corinna Huntington. And I was like, geez, girl, there is a man that's following you. Your grandfather is acting super elusive. Right. Nothing is adding up. Somebody got murdered, and his tongue was tied in a knot, and you thought it might be because of you. Why are you so naive? And why are you so bad at getting information? But then Jay murders this guy, and you're, like, large and in charge. Yeah. It's, it's, it was like, and it was almost like they filled the set with jello on her scenes and had her move <laughs> through the jello. That's how slow and just, like, painful. Yeah, when she would come was. on screen, I would be like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> I know. I'm like, tell me the story about Jay. I want to know. Like, because I thought Chris Pine was the best part oh, of the entire too. series. I, I mean, I really like the guy that played George Hodel. But they, well, I oh, thought, Wait, wait, wait. Actually, let me tell you one thing really quick, because you said about Nero, who got his um, tongue oh, tied yeah. in the knot. So, I actually think that he was based after uh, Fauna's cousin named Johnny. Oh. Because Johnny had, like, called her and he was like, hit, like, hey, you know, like, he was saying all this stuff, like, he's, like, hitting on her and everything, and then he died. He got killed. Oh, the next, really? Yeah, like, within, I don't know, a couple days or whatever. Oh. So, I thought that was interesting, and I was like, oh, so I guess that Nero is based in fact, but then they never mentioned him again. Yeah, Which yeah. is weird, but he wasn't ever a big part of the story, but, like, 
Well, first of all, I hate when they do that in shows anyway. Yeah, like with Stranger murder. Things, they never mentioned Bar or Barb again. Like well, they, they mentioned, mentioned her. In se- well, I know, but well, they like, mentioned her in season two. Actually, but, a lot of season two was about Barb because Nancy oh, wanted to true. blow the lid off. That's true. Anyway, but they they tend to do that in shows. I'm, I'm, no, I agree. Like said, Nero, like they had this whole scene where everyone was horrified at how he was murdered. Yeah, but I think the only reason they made him get murdered was so. We could be like, oh, now Fauna has a place to dispose this other body. Because they <laughs> yeah. soon put him in the same spot. They did, yeah, yeah. Because remember, Jay was talking, or no, it wasn't Jay, it was Terrence that was talking to that homeless dude. Yeah. And, um, and the homeless guy was saying a bunch of interesting stuff, but then Fauna took off and was like, this is too much to handle. Also, and- the, the homeless guy was like, giving away clues as to how they could find the murderer, the guy who disposed the body, so I wasn't really sure why she was like, let's drop another body here, because he seems like a credible witness. Yeah. But that never came back either. I, it's, there was a lot of, I felt like, loose ends that were Mm -hmm. left, you know, loose. (laughs) Yeah. Loose ends. Um, it just, I was not impressed, and like, in the ending, the ending, like, the next day, I was legitimately, like, in a, like, a horrible, not, like, a horrible mood all day, but I was, like, in a slightly bad mood all day because of the way that ended. I was just, like, oh, whatever, can't believe they did that. <laughs> like, I was, it was so mad about it. So frustrating. <sighs> I thought the show could have been good. I think if they hit, like, page one rewrite. Mm-hmm. Let's have Fauna move a little faster. Yeah. Let's have Fauna do some research. Emote more. Emote more. Let's let's have her learn what her family's like. Let's emphasize George Hodel more because he was an interesting character. He was super interesting. And let's have her, um, I don't know, maybe find her mother sooner. Maybe go into other, like, go into George Hodel's possible crimes a little bit more. Right. You know, I just, it's just... The journey itself, like, the movie itself was supposed to pose this, like, mysterious journey, and it fizzled out. Oh, my God. it was a dud. Well, like, and the whole point of her trying to figure out, like, where she came from is to find her mother, and that whole thing lasted maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. It was like, you're, you're writing an entire show about this girl who's who's trying to find out who Tamar is, who her mother is, and Tamar's mentioned or seen for, like, ten minutes tops. I mean, it's just, and her whole, her whole, I don't know, there was a lot of, of moments where I thought, like, everything was happening super fast-paced, like, way too fast for the story. No, I agree. Like, I feel like they yeah. would take their time on pointless things, but then things that were actually interesting, interesting they'd be like, and it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Like, and then, I don't know, and then I thought it was kind of weird when she was in the car with Jay when he was, like, screaming and, and she woke him up. Remember? She woke oh, him up because he was yeah. screaming. And, and How did she screaming. hear him screaming? She was I in a hotel. I have no idea. And he was in a car There's parked no across fucking the way that line. she would have heard him. She's, is she, like, a bat? I don't or, is she, or is she, like, standing outside yeah. seeing him screaming? Like, Jay, are you okay? Are you okay, Jay? I heard Jay. You. Did I hear something? <laughs> Nothing? You okay? Okay, good. Um, okay. It, It's... And then he's going on and on about how, like, murdering people felt good. That was so odd to me. I was just like, and 
I kind of get what he meant, but to me, it seemed like a scene that was, like, really unnecessary. And also, if that were me and I was this girl, I'd be like, maybe we shouldn't travel together because you just told me it felt good to murder people. Well, I kind of didn't, I kind of, I thought that little monologue was kind of good, like, in right. as a psychological peek into, uh, if it's a life or death situation, and it's either kill or be killed, it might actually feel kind of good to be victorious. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I'm not I mean, saying, I can like, see what you like, mean. I, I'm not saying I want to snuff out a human life. That feels good. I'm just saying, like, the relief that comes from knowing that you're not going to die and you've right. actually overpowered somebody, I might, I mean, in the right situation, might actually feel kind of good. And I thought that he was kind of... Was he tying that to, like, feeling guilty about feeling good? Like, he, it's kind of like he had shame about know. it. But he was still alive and the people in the war. Like, he was talking a lot about, like, the, the people right. in the Korean War that he had to kill. Like, you know, he was still alive because he was victorious over that situation. But I'm not saying, like, it's good. I'm not. No, 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 no. I, I got just, you. I, I got kind you. of understood that sort of psychology of... You know, I would be dead right now if I hadn't killed them. So there might be sort of a thrill in that, I guess. No, I can I can understand what you mean. I, I thought the parts, the scenes where he was dreaming about the people that he killed were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not, like, spooky, but so, like, just matter-of-fact, I felt. Yeah. You know, but I I liked that. I liked that they did that because it showed this, like, haunted past of his. I, you know? Yeah, like, they're not doing anything. They're just standing in his right. apartment, which goes to show, like, they're always on his mind. Because right. And he's, I think he said something like that to her. Like, if you kill someone, they're always with you or something. Right. So then Sep was, like, included in the bunch after he killed Sep. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I thought that was interesting. Like, his... His, His issues were really fascinating. Well, he was an interesting character. But the character. show itself... Yeah. I feel like, in a way, having the show be about the Hodels was sort of cheap when they had such a rich storyline with this made-up character of Chris Pines. Yeah. So they should have done two different shows. A Hodel show, and then maybe a show about somebody with PTSD or somebody, you know... Right, or just connect it just to the Black Dahlia, or mm-hmm. like to George O'Dell and the Black Dahlia, yeah. but not include Fauna. Yeah. Because that would have been mm-hmm. more interesting if it was a fictional character, like Jay, who is convinced that, you know, George O'Dell had killed this, the Black Dahlia, and Fauna had nothing to do with it. Because I was totally bored by Fauna. I was so fucking bored by Fauna. Like... Ugh, just That's the it, title of my next album. So fucking bored by Fauna. <laughs> but it's not about Fauna I don't Hotel. Know if it's I've about, ever it's heard about you animals. say the F word. <laughs> you I've get ever, one. <laughs> get one. I've heard you say shit before and it was glorious, but I did not get to bask enough in that F word. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't even original. I was repeating what you said. I know. So. Oh, it was great. <laughs> if we're still doing this next year, I'll say it again. You'll say it again next year. <laughs> okay. 2020. That's my year. <laughs> of Sam saying fuck. Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. I have more notes here. So I wrote down a ton of stuff about, um, about like, 
what was true and what wasn't true because I was very pissed about that because it's such an interesting and compelling story already. Why do you have to have this horrible, stupid ending? Well, it's like the saying, like, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, but... It's like, like, no, it's like these people, they saw a true story and they said, well, this isn't strange enough. Let's make it weirder. But it... Instead of making it weirder, they made it more boring. Yeah, they but did. Anyway, well, just, keep going. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily want to talk about the end right now. I'd no, we've like got some time. Yeah, but um, so when, so <laughs> one of the things that did bother me, and I said this before in like the pre episode about George Hodel and everything, was that uh, Tamar had the she had four other kids other than Fauna, mm-hmm. so she had Debbie. Um, she had love, she had peace on earth, and joy to the world. Um, and... If that doesn't tell you that she was a little cocked in the head, then I don't know what will. <laughs> she was definitely probably doing some drugs. I would imagine she was definitely doing some drugs. If you had the past that she had. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I would probably do drugs too. Yeah. <laughs> so, hard, hard drugs. Yeah, yeah hard, hard yeah. drugs. Um, but she said, oh, I love the name Fauna so much I used it twice. And I was like, okay, that's not true <laughs> because her daughter was named Debbie and then Debbie later changed her name to Fauna because Tamar was a horrible mother and she just wanted attention and love from her mother. And so she decided to use the name of the baby that she had given away because Tamar would not stop talking about the baby that she oh, gave away. okay. Yeah. That's and, a sad story. Like, I think, um, did you ever see the Mac? The Magdalene sisters. Mm-mm. I think the movie Philomena also touched on this, but the Magdalene sisters was about these Irish girls in Ireland. Not like they're not like immigrants; they're like actually in Ireland, who are sent away to this convent for various reasons. Like if you were caught sleeping around, or if you got pregnant, or if they thought you were like vain or something, they would send you to this convent, and the the nuns would sort of like whip you back into shape, you know. Man, history hates and women. like Philomena <laughs> is a, based on a true story, and it's about a woman who, which I think a lot of women had this, and I think it was also in Ireland, where they would get pregnant out of wedlock, mm-hmm. so they'd get sent to the, this convent. And as soon as they had the baby, the baby would get taken away and put up for adoption. They'd never see the baby again. Oh, my again. God. And so this movie, Phil- movie, Philomena, is about a woman who had this happen to her, and she's looking for her child. Like, she's very old. She, I think Judy Dench plays her. Oh, okay. And she's looking it for her grown familiar. child who was taken away from her. So the story of Tamar is actually, like, super sad, if that's actually what happened in real life, how she had to go to a convent for nine months or whatever, give birth, and then you never see your child again. They whisk come away and they're put in well she had an abortion but fauna was alive no she she had an abortion by her uh, when she got impregnated by george Mm -hmm. she had the abortion and then later she got what she said is that she got raped by some white guy that's what she told uh fauna when she met her in real life oh that george was not her father Oh, and she okay. got raped by a white guy and it's just like and she didn't like either she didn't want to say the name or she didn't know or I don't know something like that so um but she got sent to a convent after the incest trial after she had the abortion oh okay. yeah she had the abortion first and then the incest trial happened so yeah I see. that's what happened and then she got sent to the convent so which I mean either way her father you know was a total you know predator and completely broke her trust and there's like this whole 
part in the Root of Evil podcast where she's telling fun about how he was, like, teaching her how to give him oral sex and stuff like that. Oh, and, gross. yeah, like, it's really nasty. And, like, and like oh, Tamar's, like, telling gross. the story. And she's, like, laughing as she's telling it. And she, but, like. It's really Tamar? Yeah, it's really oh. Tamar. And then I saw an actual video of her saying, like, the same thing. So, like, an interview of her saying the same thing. And um, she was just very, like, casual about it. Like, it was nothing, you know? And, I mean, just the whole, like, the, there's, I mean, I didn't go into a lot of, like, what I did here on the podcast because it's really, it's a really dark story. But I told you enough for you to understand that it's a very, very messed up situation. Is she still you know? alive? No, Tamar died in, um... I don't know. I don't remember when she died, but I don't know if she died after George or whatever before him. Hmm. But yeah. So, yeah. but they said that like she was like obsessed with her father and stuff. Like I don't know. It was just maybe I made that up. Maybe that was from the show. Anyway, it's it's a very dark story. It's a very and like yeah. you know she was like twelve when he started to get her to do that and like yeah. So there is a. Uh, there's this whole thing where they said after she had the abortion that they, there was someone that took her and he, like, raped her afterward. And George wasn't mad about the fact that she she got raped by some guy or that a guy raped her, but the fact that she might get an infection. It was like, oh. where are your priorities here? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's How just... How old was she when Fauna was born? I think, I think like 16. Okay. She was pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fauna was born and given away. So, I mean, the whole story is really dark, but Tamara is such an interesting character that I wish they'd gone into more about her. And especially since the whole thing was um, based on Fauna wanting to, you know, meet Tamara. Like, it's just... It's just, it's like, don't focus so much of the story on that, though, if you're, then, if you're only going to have that be a tiny part in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I did like the scene, I have to say, I did like the scene where they're walking on the beach, and um, Tamar goes, oh, George, he made love to me, and, like, the, the, the music gets, like, really, like, loud and, like, pounding, and you can see Fauna's just, like... Oh like my the god. Realization like that he might be her father. Yeah, and she's like yeah. walking away and I I thought that was well done. I mm-hmm. like that part. Um I find myself liking little bits and pieces of the show but as a overall, no. I didn't like it. I like the dark stuff. <laughs> I like the darker well, scenes. I mean, you know, I like the scenes where I really liked when Jay was looking at George's collection. I even thought that scene. I mean, I had to look away because it was pretty disturbing but I thought it was a really it's all right it's okay I thought it was <laughs> it a really dark. well done dark. scene um <clears throat> when he was looking at the paintings and they were flashing the paintings and then the corresponding um crime scene photos of the murdered yeah. women and how he was tying the paintings like these crime scenes were mimicking these paintings kind mm-hmm. of I thought that was really powerful and even though I like once I realized what was happening I I didn't look Right. But I appreciate, I thought that was really cool, and if the whole show had been like that, it might be a really fascinating show. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that they had a lot of strong build-up with certain parts. I'm not saying the entire thing, but there's definitely, like, that scene was really powerful and really interesting. And, like, I mean, you know, he's he's looking at these 
I like how the realization, like, slowly came to him. Like, he was kind of like, huh, George Hiddell, interesting. Then he was like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know? And then he's, you know, and then he saw the um, painting of the, the keyhole in the girl's body. Oh, did he? Because I didn't, yeah. I wasn't looking, I think, when I and got the, to that part. she had, like, a piece of flesh missing. Did Elizabeth, missing Sh- that was thigh. Elizabeth Short, she had Yeah, that. she had, like, the keyhole, but I think he was thinking of, like, Janice, whatever her name was, remember? In the beginning? Yeah. The one that he um, was in the morgue? Yeah, the oh, one okay. that, the body that they showed. Um, and corresponding her with all these other uh, paintings and everything, but that was, like, that was such a cool and well-done scene, and that's actually the scene that made me want to watch the show. Oh, that okay. Like, that, because I saw it in a gift set, yeah. and I was like, wow, I this think... looks really cool, and then I watched the show, and I was like, just kidding. <laughs> well, I think that scene is super deceptive, because if that was the only scene that you saw from the show, you would think the show was totally different. Exactly. Like, almost... Pretty much 100% different than it actually was. Exactly. Um, so it's it's a good scene, but it doesn't no. fit with the rest of the story. It know? doesn't, no. Yeah. And it, it made me just think, like, oh, maybe it's about... I don't I don't know what it, I thought, but I was just excited because I was like, oh, this is really interesting and this is well done and everything. And But, man, I mean, they really, really kind of let you down in this whole thing, you know? Yeah. I was like, I would say, I think that I totally agree with you that they would go through things that were interesting super fast, and then it would just be like so much thinking in between that was just ridiculous. And Jay's whole motivation was pinning the Black Dahlia murder on George Hodel. Fauna's whole motivation was figuring out who where she came from, and I guess Fauna got what she wanted. But Jay's storyline is just... It was left in the air. It was left. So I'm not sure why he was even in the, the show to begin with, honestly. No, I know. I mean, he, like... And then he had to, like, escape because of... Why did he have to leave again? Because... Of I think because... Well, he beat up the cops. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. escaping prison. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he... That's right. He signed the confession for um, Janice, whatever her name was. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he was like, and they're like, he's like, let me go, I'll kill George Hodel, and then I'll come back here and I'll spend the rest of my life in prison. Why, though? That's, I, I thought understand. that was such a weird part, too. It was too. such a dumb, like, the last episode, and that happened in episode six, right? Because yeah. in episode six, I started thinking, I just have to get through this for the podcast, <laughs> and I was almost and angry. I I'm so I sorry I brought you into this. I hated the last episode so much, because it was so dumb, and it was boring. It was bad. And the things that were happening, I was like, why is this happening? This whole, I watched... Five episodes, and all I wanted <laughs> was something for my time. And episode number six did not fulfill that. No, it did not. And I think we should get Just to the end eventually. Yeah. It was it was so disappointing and it was just like, like, why did he want to go to prison for the rest of his life? I don't know. And there was no reason for, no reason. for him to go. Yeah. Like, oh, he wanted to save Fauna. He knew that George was gonna do something bad to Fauna. And he thought, if I can get Fauna safe, yeah, then I'll, this will be, like, it'll be worth it or whatever. Also, no, I know that George Hodel is a monster. Yeah. He obviously slept with his daughter, potentially fathered more than one child with her. So I know that. But I don't understand in the show how his singular motivation was to paint her, assault her, and murder her. 
That was I his don't either. whole reason. I can't believe. I refuse to believe that the real George, even the real George Hodel, was that like single minded. You well, know what I, I know, mean? and I just like. And, and why did he dodge her for six episodes? Just I if don't. his end goal was just to like take her to his murder basement, paint an awkward po- picture of her, possibly assault her, and then kill her. I don't because he could have done that. No. He could have done that in Nevada when she was yeah. walking home from work. I. I don't know, but I think we should get to that a little bit later since okay. it is the last scene. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't apologize. You're fine. Because I really want to get into that. Did you that. have more notes that you wanted to? I do. I have a shit ton okay. of notes. Um, so, um, let's see. What else? Oh, so uh, I wrote this down, um, but I can't really remember now. But I, I said the way that George stretched out the word grand in granddaughter when he was asking Fauna to stay. Oh. He, like... He, it was really creepy. I really like the acting. I liked the way he talked. Was great. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he had like he a mid Atlantic sort of. Yeah. I don't know if that's the word for it, but like sort of like a New England sort of prabe. Yeah, it was like a very. It, it wasn't. I mean, because so we're from the Midwest. To all those who are listening, we're from Michigan, um, so we kind of have like a more nasally accent, you know. Um, but you're right. He had like almost like a refined, yeah, sort of like right. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it, it was, was great. Like, I mean, yeah, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> but okay. Oh, so so George coming to Jimmy Lee's house. Let's talk about. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, let's talk about. So it. he never. <laughs> I wrote this down because I was so mad. I said, George did not fucking stab Jimmy Lee, and I'm so mad about it. <laughs> well, I, that didn't, nothing in that storyline made sense, because. Why would he, why would he kill her? No, he, he just showed up, so, so she's on the phone with Fauna, and she's crying, and because they're having a really nice moment, and she's like, Fauna, you're all I've got, and then, out of the blue, George is, like, standing in the doorway, and then she's like, don't you ever come back here, you hear? It was so and then she weird. Up, and then George stabs her. And then George goes back to Los Angeles, and Fauna's, like, crying because Jimmy Lee told her not to come back, because Fauna doesn't know that George was in but Right, in the and kitchen. I'm assuming Jimmy Lee but told then, her that to keep her safe. Yeah, I assume, but then somebody, like, runs into Jimmy Lee's house and saves her, and she ends up living at the end. So I don't yeah. know, what was the point of her getting stabbed? There was no point, and it, it didn't was, happen. It didn't even happen. It's not real, and it didn't serve anything in the plot. No! It's like, it it only showed that he's a psychopath, and it's like, dude, we know. (laughs) Like, we know he's a psychopath, you know? Like, it's, I don't know. I I wish that they'd gone more into him being a psychopath, but not stuff that wasn't truthful, you know? Yeah, because there's so much stuff that he possibly did. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, I just... I just got very upset about it because it was just like, again, it's such an interesting and compelling story without all the falsities to it, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need to add all the shit that happens. Or maybe, I don't know, don't make it about Fauna Hodel. Like, make it about, you know, they could have still talked to Fauna Hodel um, when she was alive and been like, hey, we want to do a story about you and your family and not made it about her, maybe made her way less of a part of it, you know? Well, I think the story could have been, I would have, like I said earlier, I would have liked a story about her finding out where she came from, but actually finding out where she came from, not right. not present day 
my dad grandpa wants to rape and murder me, which is weird. I would rather have it be like... My dad grandpa. <laughs> I mean, I know. Fauna Hodel finds out she's adopted, and then she does research, and then we see all the horrible things that he's accused of before she even came into the picture, and then we learn how she possibly came into the picture. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. We don't need, like, present-day crimes involving Fauna, because the past was full of stuff that oh, they could yeah. have done the show on, and... She could have been discovering the same as us, right? Where she came from, which would be horrifying, you know. Well, horrifying, but like uh, interesting oh, overall, yeah. you know. And it just it, it it's just I mean, like so when I when I texted Emily on the other other side of the state, Emily, not blonde Emily, <laughs> I was uh, I was like, man, I'm so mad that they did this. It was like totally false, and she's like, right, because Hollywood makes everything super truthful and yeah. I'm like I know I know yeah. okay but can you like just be on my side <laughs> well and like after every show they'd show after every episode they'd show black and white pictures of the real people and yeah the real things and so they led you to believe that the things happening in the show were Are pretty historically accurate, accurate right which I agree with Emily like Hollywood is notorious for changing oh, history yeah. I mean but I know at the but... same time I just they did some weird things with it. They really manipulated they the manipulated the story in a way that I didn't think was conducive to the uh, telling a good story. I don't. I don't think so either. But also, not only that, but it's like the it's it was just not done well. It was like all these like really emotional parts that should be longer and more compelling were so short and so quick. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I don't even have time to get attached to these characters other than Jay, who I'm already attached to Chris Pine anyway, because he's like one of my favorite actors, I would say, probably. That's, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but it's not too far from the truth. But anyway, I like him I a like lot. him in whatever he's in. Yeah. Like, he always steals the show, I think. So I, I think he's a great actor. He's a great right. actor, yeah. And I think he did a fantastic job in this. And in fact, I think he was probably other than George, the most interesting Mm -hmm. part of it, you know? Um, But, you know, when you make a show about a specific person and then no one, like, well, I'm saying no one, meaning you and I, cares about that specific person because they're so boring, then you've done something wrong. Yeah, and I think that I'm wondering if they were going for like, naive and innocent, but Mm -hmm. instead what came off was just, like, boring and dull. Yeah. And I think that there's a fine line, and maybe the actress is too brooding right. for a naive and innocent role. Because I've seen her in other stuff, and I've liked her in that. Well, I looked up her fil- filmography, and it seems like she's in, like, scary movies. Yeah. So I could think, okay, she kind of has, like, a angelic sort of look. Right. Like a darker, big eyes, you know? So she's, she's like, sort of pretty in the... I could see how she could play, like, a... A dull sort of innocent, well, I said, like a dull sort of horror movie character that's kind of Wait, compelling. a doll? Dull, like D-U-L-L. Okay, she's okay. Not, I was... She's like sloth-like. Like, right. I don't think she does think she will do anything fast. Right. <laughs> but in a horror movie, I could see how she could kind of be kind of uh, mysterious. And right. that would work. But she's not... Innocent and naive, like no. um, 
like Ray in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Daisy, what's her name? Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley is really good at being like wide-eyed, innocent, naive. Yeah, the she's world's... got like a really cute, like soft, sweet look about yeah. her. Yeah. So she does that really well, and I just don't think India Isley has that. No. And it's and like that's what okay. We're... Yeah, it's and that's fine. Works. I mean, it's like what we were talking about before is that actors need to play to their strengths. Right. Like with Henry Cavill, like he's a good comedy actor, but mm-hmm. it's a more like it's a more serious actiony comedy type of thing, not like you know Seth Rogen type comedy. Um, but you know India Isley, so her strength doesn't lie in characters like these. It lies in you know. I mean, I think the only other thing I've seen her in is one of the Underworlds. So okay. um, I don't remember which one she was in, but I remember seeing her in that because I remember being like, wow, this girl's really pretty, and then looking her up. and She is really pretty, yeah. and her mom is super pretty. Oh, yeah. She looks just like her mama. Yeah. Just like her mama. Olivia Hussey. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a kid and I saw Romeo and Juliet, that the version with Olivia Hussey in it, I remember thinking she was really, wow, she's very pretty. And I remember, too. Yeah. I feel that. like when you're a kid, you... I feel like when I was a kid, I can't speak for other people, when I was a kid, if I thought somebody from, like, the 60s or 70s was pretty, then they must really be pretty, because I generally, like, the style was so different, and I was young, so I didn't really, right. you know, I was d- not drawn to, like, that time period, and so... No, I totally understand, because you know I mean? as I've gotten older, like... People like younger Gregory Peck, I'm like, wow, he was so handsome, yep, you know. Uh-huh. You know, Cary Grant, I thought was handsome, and mm-hmm. um, Tony Curtis, and these are all actors that were from the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. But as a kid, you're right, right. I would have probably never even. Exactly. Although I did think that the guy from Romeo and Juliet was cute. He was cute too. I yeah. thought they made like they were a very beautiful couple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super and cute. um, like uh, now that we're on the subject, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The love interest in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, oh, um, <laughs> Paul Varjak is the character. Yes, I um, thought he was super handsome. George Papard. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was super handsome in that movie. I visited his grave. Really? Yeah, it's in Dearborn. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is he from there? Uh, yeah, he's he's from there, and oh. it was just little little tiny graveyard, and I was there, and I was with a friend, and we kind of went there, and we put flowers on his grave, and we said, we love you, and like, oh, wow. you know, we you brought us joy. And uh, we, we there's this one lady who kind of stopped us, and she's like, hey, you guys trying to find, like, a certain grave? Like, let me help you out. And she's really friendly. And, and we were like, actually, we're trying to find George Papard's grave. And she's like, George Papard? Why does that sound familiar? And I was like, he was in the A-team and Breakfast at Tiffany's. And she's like, what? George Papard is buried here? And I was like, yeah, we're going to go this, see him. Who's this woman her. that's, like, wandering around in the cemetery? <laughs> she was with, like, she was with people. Oh, who are she, these people that are, like, wandering around a cemetery and um, offering to give you no, directions? They were, they were, like... And then she didn't even know like who was buried there, so why was she offering to help? No, she was, like, at a grave like, with people. As luck would have it, you're looking for the grave that she's at. Otherwise, how could she help you? I mean, it was years and years ago. I don't really remember this. Was she even real? Maybe she was the ghost. Maybe she was a ghost. She was a ghost. And she was like, That's I'm a ghost, only- and I don't even know that he was buried like George Papard, oh, I love him. We we have martinis every night. It's great. Um, ghost martinis. Yes. <laughs> They're called ghost teenies. Mm. 
They'll go right through you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I, she was with people. She was, like, with a family. Sure, and they were, sure. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Usually when I'm in a cemetery, if I see people lost, I'm like, do you need me to help you find a grave? And then when they say, yeah, we're looking for George Papard, I'll be like, you're a luck, because I don't know any other grave but this one. <laughs> When I'm in a graveyard, when I'm in a cemetery, I'm just literally there to just chill. I like graveyards. I think they're really cool. Yeah. I like, especially like mausoleums, the big, beautiful, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's what I, I like. Um, there's a uh, cemetery at Eastern that's um, just is really pretty. There's one in Detroit, actually, and I think it's called like, I want to say it's called Belmont, but I don't remember, but it is hands down one of the prettiest cemeteries I've ever been to yeah it's like they take really good care of it and there's all these gorgeous mausoleums and I was like I think about that place all the time because I want to go back (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm not like a fan of cemeteries I I like them they make me sort of uncomfortable but I mean I can't put my finger on it beyond the fact that it's just death Mm -hmm. but you know like I can't definitively say why I feel like peace there I don't really enjoy them but yeah. yeah, I feel at peace there. I don't know. I think there's there's obviously a lot of difference between you and I and what I like. And yeah. what you like I tend to like a lot of darker stuff. That's true. Um, I mean, that's kind of more what I'm drawn to. Like all the parts in the show that you didn't like, I loved. Yeah. So, like yeah. you know, the scenes where he's wearing the uterus mask. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and the, and that came back into play, and there was, like, a weird painting with yeah. him wearing it, and I thought, if I went to a party, or if I was, like, paid to dance at a party, basically, if anything in my life led me to a situation where a man was wearing that mask, I would make it my life's mission to stay as far away from that man as possible. No, I totally agree with you. It's weird, and it... I, no, I totally, it's, okay, just because I'm into dark stuff does not mean that I want to be in a situation where I'm going to be in danger. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, doesn't, you know, there's but a just, difference between being at a safe distance and like, observing from far away versus being If you were, like, hanging with out with this rich. really charming man and you were like, oh my gosh, this guy is so charming and he's rich and he's a doctor and he's a genius and then I mean, he goes, let me put on this mask for you, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, I have diarrhea. <laughs> I have to go home. I pooped my pants. And maybe I really did because that mask is gross. And he's a bonkers man. He's crazy. And I would just, I wouldn't even be embarrassed that on a first date I said I pooped my pants. I, mean, I have to go. I just took a I mass of shit in my jeans. I pooped my pants. I have diarrhea. I can't say it enough. And uh, then I would, I would book it. And yeah. I would change my name and my address and I'd move out of town. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. He was... So I'm not sure... He was I mean, he must, I would like... I mean, I think it would be interesting to go back in time and meet him because I would like to see how charming he was because... Oh, me too. For somebody as dark and bad, he sure did get a lot of attention. He did, and women loved him. Yeah, so you know? it would be intriguing just to see what he was like, you know? Oh, I totally agree. And that's why I was looking up, like, trying to look up... Um, like, a documentary of his or whatever, Mm -hmm. just to see if there was, um, something where he was, you could see how he was acting, but I didn't find anything. I only found it with Steve. And Steve looks like, 
he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, he looks like a jolly, like, older guy. And I'm like, oh, I love Steve. I'm like, and it made me so happy that he looked the way he did. Because I was like, he just looks like a normal, chill, like, yeah. just like a grandfatherly it's, it's dude. Steve is his son. Steve is his son, yeah. He's the one that thought that he had killed the Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Uh, so... There is, we were talking earlier about how, um, you know, Sep was following Fauna and ever, everything. What are you staring at? You're making me nervous. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just, I was in a daze. <laughs> you know I am. Like, no, oh, I wasn't God. staring at anything. Did I tell you the other day that I found, like, a piece of, like, dried food in my couch and I thought it was a bed bug and I almost had, like, an emotional breakdown over it? No. Oh, Do you want to say it on the podcast? That's exactly what just... Oh. No, I don't care. We, oh. yeah, we can talk about it. Um, I had bed bugs last year. They're long gone. They've been gone since July 23. <laughs> no, July 20th. But it sounds better to say bed bug free since July 23. Oh. <laughs> For a second I thought, why would you lie about the date? Because <laughs> of those bed bug free since July 23. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if our listeners have ever had bed bugs. I'm pretty open about it because it's a horrible experience and I think it's not something to be ashamed of because anyone can get them. But they're one of the worst things that you can ever get and it stays with you for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I remember you going through that and Dude. you were... Ugh. You were in a bad place. I was in I mean, a like, horrible emotionally, place. Emotionally and you were telling me about it and I... Do not blame you for being in such a bad place because it sounded horrible. Yeah, I mean, I was horrible. I was going through a lot of other shit too, but that was definitely by far one of the most emotionally draining. And I mean, just I mean, I, I'm still I'm still like I find little just specks of like lint, and I immediately like think it's a bug, yeah. and it's just it it stays with you. And I thought it would be gone. It's been a year. It's been it's not actually been a year. But in two days, it will have been a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I still, like... And you I, know like, what? It was horrible. Like, I saw this. I found this thing. And I was, like... I started feeling like I was going to start crying. Like, I was like, oh, my God, it's another... And I'm like, oh, it's a piece of dried food. Because I eat on my couch. Because I don't have a table. Because my apartment's tiny. <laughs> but, dude. Well, anyway. What were you saying? That was it. That was the whole story. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. It was. I, I don't blame you. That sounds awful. It was. And you'll never have to go through it again because you're a very clean person, and the reason you got bed bugs was not because of something you did. It was because of something somebody else did. Yes, it you're was. You're a very clean Well, that doesn't, that's the thing, though. Bed bugs don't, you can get them anywhere, even if it's the cleanest place, even if it's the nicest place, the most expensive hotel. If there's people there, you can get bed bugs. That's all it takes, is someone being there. Well, I mean, they don't materialize out of nowhere. No, I know, but, like, what I'm saying is people always identify it with being, like, clean or being dirty, and if you're dirty, then you can get bedbugs easier, but that's not true. It just, it's just if someone, if they can feed, they can be there. So somebody has to bring them in, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to, they don't, yeah, they don't just materialize. They're not right. gonna, I mean, they can also crawl through, um... Not vents. I was going to say vents. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You've been listening to Stranger Things is based on bed bugs. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, go back to your uh, list. Anyway, so let's not talk about bed bugs because yeah. it's super awful. Um, anyway, so so Fauna was not followed by a guy named Sap, obviously, but 
Which is fine, like, to have that as a fictional character. Yeah, I didn't mind um, that George had somebody watching out for her. No. And I didn't mind even that Sep was, like, starting to get itchy and he wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> but so I did mind that... I did mind that they murdered him with no repercussions and no remorse. No remorse, and the whole thing lasted, like, ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was just... Anyway, so, um... What I wrote down was, Fauna noticed the same people following her on numerous occasions. Before she knew what her grandfather looked like, an older gentleman got out of a limo, approached Fauna and her daughter Yvette in San Diego. He stopped in front of them, stared at them, but didn't say anything. Then he returned to his limo. Through pictures, Fauna later discovered that the man was her grandfather, George Hodel, and Fauna and her husband, Billy, also believed that their Phones are being tapped since they could hear an echo and a clicking sound during calls. Oh, so Fauna didn't know her grandfather until she was old enough to, like, be married with a child? Yeah, but she also had Yvette at 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she... So when I said before that she was likely in her 20s or her 30s, I don't know how accurate that is. Okay. She could have been in her late teens. She could have been in her mid-teens. Like, but either way, she met her after she had Yvette. Okay. So, um, but, you know, she, because George wasn't in the United States when she met her, or when she um, initially wanted to reach out. Okay. Remember, he was in right. Japan. Right. So, I don't know. And, and that's fine. Like... <laughs> It's, I don't know, I just, like, that's whatever, you know, it's whatever, (laughs) it's just, like, okay, so anyway, the thing where Tamar had said that Fauna was named after a Robinson Jeffers poem, Mm -hmm. that is actually true. Okay. Yeah, but also Tamar was also named after Robinson Jeffers. I thought, I remember that, yeah. That's why I I actually wondered if that was true or not, because I'm like, I thought Tamar was named after the, yeah, okay. So, um. And I think that the poem that Fauna's named after, I don't, I don't think that Tamar chose her name. I think it was George. Really? Yeah, because oh. he was a fan of Robinson Jeffers and, and he chose was, the name Tamar. Okay. Yeah, so, and then he remember when Debbie changed her name to Fauna, her middle name was Elizabeth, which is also something he chose because she was named after Elizabeth Short. Oh. Yeah. So... Was she for sure named after Elizabeth Short, or is that just a That's from the Root of Evil podcast. Oh, okay. So, which, again, I'm plugging because they're a great podcast. I got a lot of information from this whole thing from it. So, don't watch I'm the Night. Just listen to the Root of Evil podcast instead. And listen to our other podcast episodes. And listen to us, because we're great. Mm. We're amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I just... Uh, Okay, so the rest of the stuff we can talk about later. But anyway, what else did you want to talk about before we get to the end? Anyway. I... Oh, I just had an issue. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. like... Anyway. <laughs> what were you going to say? So, the paintings that Tamar had. Of oh, the Georgias, yeah. Yeah, of mm-hmm. all the murdered women. Yeah. And Jay was like... Oh, I have irrefutable proof that he's the murderer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you have paintings. Yeah. That's not proof. Like, I can paint Elizabeth Short. Doesn't mean I murdered her. I mean, also, I was born in 87, so it's impossible. Unless I went back in time. But I don't think time machines exist. 
as far well, as I know. <clears throat> if they do, I would have visited myself by now. Would you have? Probably what would not, you actually. have told yourself? I would have said, sit down, this is how it all works out. Because <laughs> I'd be an old woman. I'd be like, oh, okay. I'd come back, like, you know, like 101, looking fine, spry. I come back and I come to my apartment and I say, hey, let me tell you what happens. But that's dangerous information. Because if you know it, then you might change it. Yeah. That's so I true. wouldn't actually visit myself. Yeah. Everything happens yeah. for a reason. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I think that the paintings. I got a little annoyed with the one tracked mindness. Like, I know the Black Dahlia is like this prolific murder. I know that. But people are murdered. Millions of people have been yeah. murdered. And he had paintings of like, I don't know, seven or eight women. And he was like, so focused on Elizabeth Short and I thought right. what about all these other women and I also think <sighs> I agree the paintings don't show that he killed anybody but no. he did take Fauna to the basement to paint her and there were other paintings of women in like bondage down there or like yeah. pseudo bondage down there and I don't know why they didn't, like, I know George ran away at the end, but I don't know why they didn't take his paintings and say, look at these paintings. They're paintings of women in bondage. Look at these paintings that he did of women that got murdered. Look at this Salvador Dali painting. You know, like, why didn't they try to piece the puzzle? Why didn't they try to piece the puzzle together? Why did they run away? You know? Right. Or, like, you know, Fauna could have been like, hey, police, um, I found this murder basement. In my... Yeah. Like, he had he had one of those, um, what is it? I don't know what they're called, but it's, I've seen them in, um, like, other things where it's something that a, not a mortician, but a, um, um, Oh my God! You know the kind, the person that cuts them up, the autopsy, the autopsy technician. No, it's um a not a coroner, it's a medical examiner. That's it. Okay, I just had to work through that. I got it. Everyone's it's fine. All right, autopsier. <laughs> autopsier. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get this eventually. Um, the medical or the yeah the medical examiner, it's like a place where they can clean off the body. Mm-hmm. And and all the flu like all the fluids or whatever will run off into oh, like a drain. Yeah. But he had that down there. Yeah, he had a whole setup. Right. But I wasn't. Yeah. Well, I know that he was doing like his illegal abortions. Right. So I assume he was doing them down there as well. I mean, I don't. I don't know though, because it looked like a place that you would cut up someone, or you would like it'd be a place where you can dispose of like bodily fluids. Well, I mean, I think that's what an abortion. Well, but I mean, but I don't mean. I mean, I don't know, maybe. It just, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm saying, it seemed to I'm me, saying you're right, he had yeah. the equipment, but I assume that he had it because he was murdering people and because he was running an illegal abortion clinic, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was that actress that was there. Remember when he, like, mm-hmm. led her away by the hand? Yep. I think she was getting an abortion. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but it's just... I don't know. Like we might as well just talk about the ending while we're, well, we're there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just 
so weird. And he's, like, keeping her captive in the house. And I'm not going to lie. I was very curious as to what was going to happen. But the entire thing where he's, like, whole entire goal was to kill his granddaughter was, like, His granddaughter slash possible daughter. Yeah. Like, his, yeah. His, Why did he want to murder her? Well, well, right. And and also, again, that, as far as I know, it's based, the, the, the series is based after the book that was written by Fano O'Dell called One Day She'll Darken. So, I, I'm assuming that that did not happen because it seems like that would be something that I heard about in the podcast or, like, I don't know, anywhere on the internet well, because there's, like, like endless amounts of information on there. Because he came back to the United States eventually, right? Right. Well, he would have gone to prison or be on trial or something for right. assaulting her. Right. Well, I mean, you'd think... If it was real, I mean. Right, if it was, if it was real. Um, I mean, but it was just, like, What? What? It just felt so weird. Also, that room really reminded me of, um, did you ever see The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No. Okay. Well, um, Stellan Skarsgård's in it. Uh, <laughs> He's the bad guy. And he has, like, a room you where... You love he, him. I love him. Um, he has a room where he, like, murders his ladies or whatever, and it looks just like that. So, sure. Yeah. I found that murder rooms generally look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, white tiles so you can clean with the blood easier. Um, <laughs> I knew that Corinna drugged her. Yeah. Because she's like, do you want some lemonade? And I was like, I hope she doesn't drink the lemonade. And then she drinks the lemonade. She passes Oh, I didn't out. even catch that she was going to drug her before Well, she and then drugged. she said, don't eat or drink anything in his house. Yeah. So she was warning Fauna. So she... Like, George obviously told Corinna, drug Fauna so she can come to me. And Corinna did it. And then George, like, was keeping Fauna captive in his house. Right. And he changed her clothes awkwardly. Oh, the whole well, I mean, I assume she he changed her clothes because, yeah, like, her clothes and her underwear were laying on the dresser and she was wearing, like, a silk slip. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then she changed out of it. And they went to dinner, and she wouldn't drink his wine. Right, right. And he dragged her. He was, her. like, watching her yeah. drink that, too. He was, like, intently And he dragged her to the basement and her. made her put a slip back on. Yeah. Like, yeah. cut out the middle, man. Just keep the slip <laughs> Just on. Keep, on the, keep the fucking slip on, George. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just, it was so weird, and it was like, why include that? If it didn't fucking happen, you well, know? Well, and I, you know, if you're going to rewrite history, just make them kill George Hodel. <laughs> because the whole show was showing him as kind of like a weird sort of monster. Right. So she's down there. She's figuring out that he's probably murdered all these women because she sees the other paintings and he wants to paint her. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to murder her, we assume. And... She, like, attacks him so she can escape, and then Jay meets up with her at the house, because he's going to kill George Hodel, mm-hmm. and they go to the basement, and George has flown the coop. He's run away. He's completely disappeared. And he left the country, we learn later. So the whole show, the villain is just, like, he just slinks away. Yep. And I, 
yeah. such a such an anticlimactic. No, ending. you're right. If they were gonna do it, if they're gonna do it, and they're gonna take it so like so out of context as to what the original story is. Yeah, he should have killed George. He should have yeah. killed him. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it was just so lame. Like, it was. It I, I was felt so like it was bad. Like I was drinking lukewarm water. <laughs> God, you know, and I hate lukewarm water. <laughs> you know, all my, like, I have all these, like, insulated cups that I drink out of. I drink out of almost nothing else. Like, I always have ice. I love my drinks cold. So, lukewarm water. Yeah. Be cold mm-hmm. or hot. Don't be lukewarm. Yeah, exactly. Either be tea or be iced tea. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was just thinking it's like tea is hot, but like, I don't know. <laughs> don't be like Ice Tea the person. He's already his own person, but be whoever you want to be, man. Yeah. Just don't steal people's identity. Or do it. Whatever. No, Life don't. Is, no, I don't, don't do it. We're not, con- be, we're not condoning. Don't steal identities. But that. listen, <laughs> identity the thought. show just, it was just so. Boring. It was disappointing. It was building up to this climax. This epic conclusion that never happened. It was stupid. Um, I thought that... I thought that they had this storyline of the Minotaur that I didn't understand why Jay was seeing images of the Minotaur. I don't understand why George was seeing images of the Minotaur. I have no idea what it even had to do with anything. Well, and it... Well, I mean, I cause I told you that it was. I know, a, like when, but then, it, but it doesn't have anything to do with the show. Yeah, they like, don't ever explain. They it. never tied it to anything. Yeah, they didn't ever ever. There's a lot of loose ends. Yeah, a lot. And of then, loose ends. so Fauna has this boyfriend in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she drops him the second another guy comes in because her and Terrence are in Jimmy Lee's hospital room. So we're yeah. to believe. I mean, he I could know. have just driven her there. He seemed like he was a very sweet guy. He, the second they introduced him, I was like, oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> I was just like, I was like stars in my eyes. I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy is so good looking. <laughs> I mean, my God. Like, I was like, I, mean, I was like bowled over. Like, I was just like, wow. Um, but... Well, they kind of kissed, but it wasn't like a romantic kiss. I don't know. I don't know what was going on between them. They just didn't. But she didn't drop her boyfriend because she told him that she missed, or she like called his house and said that she missed him. Remember? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But there was... Not enough of that story. Like, they're going to add that storyline. They needed to do more with it. Yeah. I agree. Or just leave it out. Right. There's no reason for... His name was Lewis. There's There's no no reason for Lewis. There's no reason for Terrence, really. No. I mean, Terrence, like, helped her out with a couple things, but you're right. There's no big reason for him to be there. Mm-hmm. They can take him out. The cousin could have taken her there. There's, like, ra- a random, out of nowhere, storylines of, like, race riots in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, that was in super the last fucking episode. weird. And that was, like, just thrown in. Like, did they have three extra minutes? And they go, we don't know what to fill this with. Well, let's just fill it with race riots. It was for no so reason. weird. Yeah. No, it served no purpose. No, it didn't. And okay, so like when that guy hawked like a big loogie on his, um, <laughs> dude, I was, I was like obsessing so with the fact that he wasn't cleaning it up. His so gross. I was like, I was like, just, 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 just hit the button. Just hit the button <laughs> and clean it. Just hit it, please. <laughs> Would you please do it? Like I was like staring at this loogie, like so grossed out because that stuff grossing me out. And, yeah. uh. 
And he, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, and I'm the type of person who, like, the second a little splatter of, like, bird poop gets on there, I'm, like, holding that thing down until it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want it. Like, it's got to be gone. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The race riots were really out of place. Super there was weird. no mention of them previously. No. Like, like if it had been something like, oh, you know, the streets aren't safe because there's all those riots out there, like, and if they continuously kind of brought it up, you know, that'd be one thing. And it accumulated. But there's no reason for it to be there because it didn't have any effect whatsoever on the main storyline. On anything. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, like, a, a side subplot that had to do with anyone else. And it was right. just, like... And it wasn't even, like, Nero died from some, you know, corrupt cop killing him or whatever. It was just, like, it was Sep. You know, I mean, that's what we assume. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and... It was, it was, like, a pointless... It was just, like, making the story even more messy and pointless. Yeah. I just can't stop rolling my eyes at that show. I would not recommend it. No, I um, wouldn't either. Even when I first started watching it, I was I thought it was pretty slow. Yeah. And I was on the fence, but um I would not recommend it. I wouldn't either. Definitely not. It's uh it's it's just a poorly written show, unfortunately. And I wonder too if and I kept thinking about this as I was watching it because Patty Jenkins had um, produced it, you know, and she she did she directed Wonder Woman. Um, I kept thinking, like, man, I wonder if this would have been a lot better if she had directed it, you know. But I don't know because it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that she's you know it's a script. So I think that yeah, the writer, mm-hmm. it's I the, think writing. the writing. She might have been able to um, coax a better performance. Right. Out well, she might have made the pacing increase, yeah. increase mm-hmm. the pacing, right. But, I mean, I think that there was some fundamental flaws in the way the story was put put together. I agree. And the writing. Yeah. Um, and then just the direction it took, I think. I think it was, I read something, I read a small review, and I think it was trying to be like a, like a noir, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. But I I think they missed the mark a I little do. bit. Um, and it's sad because like the old Hollywood mystery aspect is mm-hmm. is pretty fun, you know. But they just well, and it didn't it didn't land. No, and noir doesn't feel like the way that show felt. You know, it has there's more. I I don't know how to like explain it, but there's more of a mystique to it. You know, there's more of just just like an underlying sense of you just you feel uneasy you know it just it, there were certain parts that had that but for the most part oh i want to talk to you about the happening too oh yeah that scene yeah not um, the m night Shyamalan movie no that was also terrible <laughs> it was really bad the plants are killing oh my gosh people. i was so excited about the happening the when it like, the trailers. I, like, couldn't get enough of watching the trailer. Yeah. And I was so pumped about it. And then um, me and my friends went and saw it. And I feel like my jaw about to hit the floor. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was waiting for this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sorry. I understand. It's, like, kind of like how I felt about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The wound is still deep, my friends. It's so deep. <laughs> I still talk about it, like, all the time. Um, but, yeah, no, so the happening, 
That was interesting. That was episode four. Yes. I liked that whole thing. I thought that was pretty cool, except for when they, like, the whole Seb thing was stupid. Um, but where she was doing, where Karina was doing the performance art and all those people were cutting off parts of her yeah. dress was kind of neat, I thought. No, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked when Fauna first walked in to the, the happening um, mm-hmm. because she was dressed how she would have dressed to go to, like, a party, and then she realized, like, oh, that's not what this is. So she, like, took her jewelry off so she could fit in better. And I thought that was interesting because, like, the times were changing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, it was, like, mid the mid-60s, 1965, I think, right? Yeah. So I like that aspect of, like, now this, you know, what you're used to is not what is going to be right. the right. norm for the next X amount of time. You know, so I liked that. It was almost like she was walking into the future, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I, I I mean, that whole scene with, with Karina and everything was very, like, made me feel very uneasy, but I liked that it made me feel uneasy. Yeah. Because it, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, like, ignited my excitement for what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I liked that Fauna was, like, looking at the dress like she was maybe going to cut it, and then she's like, no, I don't want to do this, and she walked away. I thought that was cool, but then the rest of it was just... So stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm curious why she why she kept going back to Karina. Mm-hmm. If only just because maybe Karina was the only one who would talk to her from the right. hotel family, but I don't yeah. know. It I don't know. It's just the whole the whole show, the way they went about it had so much buildup and just left you feeling so disappointed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, and there was all these little bits and pieces of all these little interesting scenes that you're like, wow, this is cool, this is compelling, what's going to happen next? But then it just, it leaves you like, it, it's like, it's like eating a steak and you're like expecting it to be like, you like medium rare, or you like medium, right? I like medium rare. Mm-hmm. Like expecting it to be medium rare, but it's like, well done. And so you're like, oh my god, I've been waiting for the steak all day, and then you bite into it, and you're like, what's even the point of eating the steak now? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, cool. Like, I was so excited for I Am The Night, and now I'm just like, <laughs> I was really surprised that you didn't like it, because I wasn't... I hated it. I hated it. I wasn't surprised that I didn't like it, because I didn't like most of it, in terms of just it being so boring. Mm-hmm. But when you were texting me, and you were so upset about it, I was really shocked. I was kind of thinking that you were going to think that I was going to like it, too, actually. I Yeah, I no, shocked. I did not. I hated shocked. it. But I was the, super disappointed. But you finished the series before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had, probably by the time I got to episode six, I might have started thinking, I wonder if Lauren will like this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still shocked at how much she didn't like it. So. I, well, and uh, the biggest part was because it was so historically inaccurate. Oh, let me see if there's anything else that I wrote down, because I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Final thoughts? Um, let's see. <laughs> I think there's like, oh, I did write Oh, okay, so there's one little thing when Fauna met Debbie, because she did actually meet her kids when she met Tamar. Um, Debbie warned her to be wary of Tamar, and Debbie later said that Fauna thanked her all her life for warning her about Tamar. Really? Yeah. So, because Debbie was, um, 
I mean, I would say Debbie was probably in her, like, early teens or something. Okay. So she was, like, she was definitely wasn't a little kid. Like, she was in the movie. Or the show, I mean. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, she was very aware of, of how bad Tamar was because Tamar was, like, selling her out to her friends, you know? She was, she was letting her friends have sex with Debbie and oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. And with this, with the kids, with the sons, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Like, sex with them. All of them were being prostituted? Um, I, th- I think Love was the baby, and I don't think he had it as much, but I think he, they still all did, yeah. Gee, yeah. Was. that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, Fauna rescued them. Yeah. Basically, she took them out of their home, and she gave them a, a little home in Hawaii, and, and so it was kind of a happy ending, I mean, a little bit, but... Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know if I told you this or if I said on the last podcast, but Steve Hodel actually has George Hodel's DNA, and finding out if George is a Black Dahlia murder is as simple as the LAPD running the DNA and comparing it to the oh, DNA yeah. they found at the scene. You did say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Um, oh, so I also wrote that Tamar would often pit her children against one another, and she would talk negatively about them, and it created a lot of distrust and tension among her children because she didn't want them to gang up on her. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Tamara was really messed wow. up. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all. So. So, again. Well, closes the book. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Reality is stranger than fiction, and in this case, it's a lot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... Are you, are you are you done talking about it? I think I'm done. Yeah. So the overall feeling about this is that we're bummed. <laughs> we're bummed and and I'm sad. <laughs> sad and disappointed. Anyway, uh follow us on Facebook. We also have Instagram. Um please subscribe and like our stuff, you know. Um any reviews we can get, hopefully positive ones, would be great. We also are on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify. So thank you for listening. Yeah. yeah. Bye.